This has come up a couple of times lately with a client and also with some people that I've been chatting to in the DMs on Instagram and LinkedIn. And it's the need or the want to expand into a bigger, bolder version of yourself when you are in the same place that you've always been or you've been for a long time. For example, in a job and you've worked in the job for a number of years and you get a promotion and it's really hard to up level or move to that next level and embody the the qualities that you need to have at that level whilst everyone around you still expects the same, right? It's like they have an expectation of who you are and what you're going to do and how you're going to behave and how you're going to dress. And when you start to shift that because you are growing and expanding, you can be met with resistance. So this episode has a couple of questions for you, pointers for you, thoughts for you to help you if that is you right now. If you have recently got a promotion or you have invested in something or you are starting your own business. I know all of this because personal experience, this happened to me when I was working in a job and I got promoted. I was then the person that the people that I used to work alongside had to report into. And that was not necessarily an easy situation to navigate, both internally and also externally as well. And growing and starting a business, because when you are doing stuff like promoting your services on social media, and previously your social media was basically for family and friends, or people that you used to know in school, it's hard to get out of your own way, because they've had an expectation of you. And if they start to make snidey comments, or they attempt in some way to put you back in your box, or into the idea of what they think that you should be, or an idea of you that serves them, it's hard to resist. So personal experience, I completely get it and I completely understand if you are in this space at the moment. So I just want to guide you a little bit to help you move through that. The first thing that you can do is a really powerful exercise that I have shared with a few people recently. And that is if you close your eyes and imagine yourself in five years time and you've achieved what it is that you really want to achieve. Now, don't be shy, be honest with yourself, be bold in your thinking. What is it that you want? What is your dream? Is it to stay at the current level that you're at? Is it to be making the income that you're making? If the answer is no, and you want something different or new or better for yourself, that's going to require different action, right? So close your eyes and think of that person and think of the way that she or he or they behave and what it has taken them to get to that place. Now I want you to imagine what that person is wearing. What's that person wearing? How do they show up? What do they smell like? (laughs) What kind of makeup do they have? What kind of accessories are they wearing? How do they spend their days? Now, once you've done that, and feel free to pause and write down some notes about that future version of you, think about how far off that is from you now. So if you pictured yourself wearing an amazing yellow dress, do you have an amazing yellow dress? Have you ever worn an amazing yellow dress? 
How far is their style off your style now? Now, for some of my clients that have recently done this exercise, the answer, if they're being honest, is a long way off. And that's really good information for us to have because it helps us make changes. Because the thing that you want doesn't come before the action. The action comes, the being of that person comes before you get the results that they get. So in order for you to be at the level you want to be at, to have the kind of business that you want to have, or to do the thing, or to raise your income, or to have the impact, you're going to have to step into that version of you. And you can't do that if you are stuck in the box of other people's perceptions of who you are. The second point that I want to give to you is that people are only ever looking at you through the lens of their own self-perception. So if people have resistance to your growth or your change, it's really not about you, I promise. And it's easy to make that about ourselves because we have egos. And I've talked before on the podcast about ego and why it's not necessarily always a bad thing, but we have ego. So we do think that it's about us, but I promise it's not about you, it's about them. People are only ever looking at you through the lens of their own baggage and their own self-perception. And when they see you growing and expanding, it may be quote unquote triggering to them. Not that they perhaps recognize that that's what it is, but that's what it is, it's triggering to them. They are comparing themselves to you and they are thinking to themselves, I haven't got that or I should have that or why haven't I done that? So it's really important when someone makes a comment to you about your growth or they are picking fun at you or they say something that makes you feel upset about your outfit and you have this tendency then to never wear the thing again, come at that with compassion. Just think about things from that person's perspective because they are only ever doing what they believe is best with the information that they have at that moment. So just, if you can, just look at them kindly and with compassion. Where has that comment come from? There's a reason that they made that joke about you or they've said that thing behind your back or they've been snide and that reason is actually nothing to do with you. They're actually fighting their own battles. Unhooking yourself from praise or criticism is a skill and it's a skill that you are going to have to hone if you are going to start making the big moves that you want to make. Even criticism can be addictive because we are in a safety net of having that. And as long as we perceive that people may be critical of us, we won't take the action. And actually, it may be that they haven't even said anything. Obviously, there are specific examples that have come up this week with a client of mine and also with people that I've been chatting with in the DMs where there are specific examples. But for example, as a non-specific that may well happen to you, And the next time it does, you can ding, maybe reflect back on this episode and think about what I'm saying is you go shopping with your friend and you try on a dress and you come out of the changing room in the dress and your friend looks at you and they don't say anything. They don't say anything negative. They don't say anything positive. They just look you up and down. Now, obviously, you know your friend, you may read their face. But just remember that you are projecting your feelings onto them. They've not said anything, but in your head, you've made it mean that they hate you in the outfit, that they think you're too big for that dress, that they think you look like a sausage. They have not said a thing, but you've made it mean something. 
And then do you know what you do? You don't buy the dress, even though when you were in the changing room, just by yourself, looking at yourself in the dress, you actually quite liked it. You were feeling yourself. You felt quite sexy. But you came out, your friend looked at you, you perceived them to give you a quote-unquote funny look. And so you perceive that to mean that you shouldn't buy the dress and you don't buy the dress. And that is you talking yourself out of a big move. Because maybe that dress was different than something you would have picked before. Maybe it was bolder. Maybe it was brighter. Maybe it would have inspired action from you that was bolder and brighter. But you've used your friend as an excuse not to buy it and not to wear it. In a situation like that one, it's important or critical to remember that actually nothing has meaning. Everything has the meaning we attach to it. Nothing has meaning. Things are just as they are. And through the lens of our own self-perception, memories, trauma, environment, all of that, we attach meaning. Two people could see the same thing and think very differently about it. One person can see a swimming pool and think, oh my God, I can't wait to dive in. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm going to do laps. I'm going to love it. I'm going to take photos. I'm going to get myself an inflatable and have a great time. Another person could look at a swimming pool and feel absolutely terrified. And that is because of the way that our brain stores memories and feelings and trauma and all of that stuff. So nothing actually has any meaning. We're attaching the meaning to it. And if you are putting off making a big move or switching up your style or wearing something because you think that someone might make a comment you're attaching meaning to that. But my last and final point, I feel, is the most important. And that is that if something is on your heart, if there is something that you feel you are called to do, whether that is to start your own business, you've got an idea for a creative project, you are called to try and get into the boardroom because you know at the boardroom, people like you can make changes because you will bring more people like you up the ladder there's a reason for that. And you are staying small because you are worried about what people think. What about all of the people who need the thing that you can do? There are people out there, they may not realise it or they may not be able to verbalise it, but they are screaming out for your services. There are people below you in the company that you work in right now who really need someone like you at the top so that they can make big moves, so that they can make more money so that they can have more impact in the world. That's important. That's so important. And it has to come above any of our own self-criticism or worry or what will people think. Because at the end of the day, one person might have something bad to say about you. And that person is viewing you through their own fears and their own feeling of failure and rejection and all of that stuff. There are a 100 people who need you, who will cheer you on, who will be there for you. That's what you need to remember. It is natural to only see rejection and negativity because it's our base instinct. That's why in the development of the human brain, like we remember danger because we have to remember what's going to kill us. There are loads of plants that if you eat them, is not going to make a difference. Like you can eat that and you'll be fine. There are plants that will kill you. Guess what we remember? Guess what is stored in our DNA and our brain? The stuff that will kill us. We know this. 
because it's linked to our survival. So, of course, you are going to hook yourself onto the thought that people might not like what you have to do or what you have to say. But here's the thing. We're not prehistoric, okay? Those things that we are perceiving as danger, because that is what we are feeling, are not real threats. Our brain perceives it as ostracization. (laughs) Ostracization? Our brain perceives it as, I'll use a different word so I can actually pronounce it, exclusion. And if you look at a herd or a group of animals, what does exclusion mean? Usually it means death because this solitary animal cannot survive on its own. It needs the rest of its herd or its pack. That is what your brain is doing. It's looking for the danger. It's trying to make you fit in as part of this community so that you don't go out into the wild on your own and get eaten by a wolf. But guess what? That's not going to happen because I'm pretty sure you live in like a town or a city with no wolves. It's 2023. It's important to recognise, thank you to my ego, thank you to my brain and my base survival instinct. I recognise you, I respect you, and I understand that when needed, I can call on you for your support and your help and guidance. But in this moment right now, you have perceived a danger and it's actually safe. It's safe for us to move out of the comfort zone. It's safe for us to go out there alone. We're going to be okay. What's on the other side of our fear is more important than the fear itself. And that is the thing that you can tell yourself in those moments when you are scared to step forward. Something that a coach of mine used to say to me, which actually is really helpful, is that the only opinion that matters is six-year-old you and 90-year-old you. So when you were six years old, how did you feel about yourself in the world? You probably felt quite good. You probably liked who you were. You hadn't had any of this conditioning or you were unaware of the conditioning you had that made you feel rubbish, that made you feel not good enough, that made you feel that you had to fit in. What would six-year-old you do? They just moved, right? They just move. Just go and watch a six-year-old. Go and watch a young child. Not in a weird way, obviously. Like, don't get yourself into any trouble. But just the next time you can, just be in the company of a child and look at the world through their eyes. They feel magical. They go where the music takes them. They have fun. They are creative. What would six-year-old you want you to do? And at the other end of the scale, look at yourself at 90 years old. What is it that you are really proud that you stuck to? What is it that you are really proud you did? What would she, he or they say to you? Would they say to you, oh, you know what, Sarah, we should probably stay really quiet, stay really small, not wear that outfit that we love just in case Brian from accounts doesn't like it. No, you know what they'd say? They'd say, wear the damn outfit, go for that promotion, feel really good, get into those rooms, represent people down the ladder from you and bring them up with you and make the world a better place. That is what 90-year-old you would say. And they'd also say, have more fucking fun. Dance like no one's watching. Don't give a shit. Just have a good time. That is a really powerful exercise to do when you are feeling very doubtful or afraid or scared if you want to feel braver. What would six-year-old you do? What would 90-year-old you do? Don't leave anything 
I know that it's corny and I know I am very aware that I'm saying this from a place of privilege. But don't leave anything out. Like, put it all on the canvas of your life. That's the perspective to have when you are mired in or you're bogged down in. What will Brian from accounts think of me when I show up in this outfit? He made a nasty comment before. How am I going to feel when I walk into that meeting with those four people that I don't really like, that are a bit arsy to me? That's what you need to think of. Don't leave anything. Like, put it all on the canvas. Paint your life big and bold and beautiful and how you want it to be. And you can't do that if you continue to allow the opinions of other people, which, remember, are from their own generational trauma and their social conditioning and actually not their fault. If you allow all of that to stop you from living your best life, that's a tragedy for everyone. And it's a tragedy for them because they will never learn better if they don't have you as the example of what that could look like. I hope that this episode has given you some useful pointers or tips or questions to answer or things to journal on or just think about just to encourage you to be a little bit braver with yourself. Let yourself have the thing, especially if you've already got it. If you've already got that promotion, let yourself do a really fucking fantastic job at that promotion because you know that you can you know you deserve it, you know they gave you that job for a reason, now is time to really shine. If you've listened to this episode and you're thinking, yeah, this is exactly the kind of thing I need support with, I've just got a promotion or I've got a new job or I'm going for a new role and I'm hearing and seeing resistance from both myself and other people or I'm launching a business and I'm worried about what people on my social media that I used to know from school will think, then I would love, 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 love to support you because I feel so passionate about helping you make your dreams come true because this is how we change the world. I know it sounds corny, but if, for example, people like Lizzo didn't step out and be Lizzo and be different and be the thing we needed to see, we wouldn't have that. We wouldn't have that person inspiring many millions of people to show up. And you may not inspire millions of people. You may just inspire one or two people. But you know what? That's your bit. Like, that's your light shining in the world. And like a match, you're going to light up the next person, the next person, the next person. And you are going to have an impact. But it takes for you to decide that you are going to shine and that you aren't going to let the opinions or the perceived opinions of other people stop you from doing that. I do apologise if you can hear some noise in the background. Typically, as I'm recording, my dog has decided to get a bone out, not a boner, a bone from somewhere, like a bone that I've not seen in months. Typically, he's decided to get that bone out whilst I'm recording my podcast. Be like Fred, okay? Get your bone out. (laughs) Do your thing and do not care that other people, like your owner, might have a problem with it. No, but seriously, if you are listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, this is me, this has helped me, as I said, I'd really love to help support you more. This is what I do, this is what I'm passionate about, this is what I love. Really helping female founders, leaders and women in business step into their power and shine and 
make more money and save time and feel really good. And the Jumpstart Your Style program is open now at half price. I know, I can't believe it, such good value. This is a one month intensive designed to take you from feeling stuck in a rut, doubting yourself, doubting your abilities at work, feeling like an imposter, to being really confident in your work, being really confident in your style, nailing it, saving time and making money. It is currently 555. It is an intensive, so it means we're going to have a lot of powerful, magical shifts in your self-perception using style mentoring. So that's the practical side of styling with coaching. So that's getting into the subconscious and really making some changes or lifting out those limiting beliefs that you have so that we can install new beliefs about how fucking brilliant you are, because that is actually the truth, okay? So we're just gonna get rid of all of the shit that tells you that you aren't good enough. Jumpstart Your Style includes the wardrobe refresh. So what we'll do is we'll have one initial call where we'll set up your action plan, set up your goals, really create a powerful vision for what you want. And then we will have the wardrobe refresh where we'll dive deep into the wardrobe, create outfits that really help you nail that. And then you will have me for two more intensive calls where we'll do a lot more magical work and have some magical shifts going on. And in between those calls, you will get access to me. I know, how amazing. 24-7, I'm there for you. I'm there for you on Voxer. I'm there for you on WhatsApp. I'm there for you if you want a quick call or a voice note to really help you bed in the changes and go for what you want. And this is really good for you as well if you are lacking confidence but you also need a bit of accountability because it's all very well us doing a session and you having these goals and having this style that you love and you're excited about but then what happens like if something then happens at work that triggers you into going back to feeling um like you're not confident again what happens then you will have me right there in your pocket helping you and cheering you on. And if this is speaking to you, I cannot wait to support you. If you're listening to this before the 1st of March, 2023, Jumpstart Your Style, the one month intensive is half price. It is 555. After that, it will be going up because it's just going to reflect the changes and the transformations that I get for my clients. I had a client this week who got a pay rise just because her job could see how good she was feeling and how much more energy she's putting into her role. They gave her a pay rise. And I had another client who's got a promotion. So both those clients have already made back what they invested. And I would love, 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 love more than anything to help you do the same. If that's for you, the details are in the show notes. You can send me a message on Instagram at the style editor UK. You can find me on LinkedIn you can get into the email, samantha at thestyleeditor.co.uk. I cannot wait to support you. Please do let me know if this episode has been useful, if you could share it, rate, review, subscribe, help it to go out there into the world and help other people because this is a free resource. I do it because I love you guys and I really want to help give people access to this kind of like styling, coaching information that will then help them go on to do what it is they want to do in their lives and in their businesses and like I said save time and make money so if you could share this with someone that you think it would help that would be just 
I would love that. I'd be so grateful. So thank you. Until the next time, like I said, I genuinely love you. I genuinely want to help you. And it's always a pleasure to come and chat with you. Even though it feels weird because I'm in like an empty room with a dog chewing a bone and I never know who's going to receive this, but I just trust that it is going to be received by the person who needs to hear it. So just a quick recap on those points. Remember that people are always looking at you through the lens of their own self-perception. We also attach meaning to things. So it's really important to view everything where you can with compassion, not just for the other person or people in the situation, but also for yourself, because you may be reading into the situation based on all of your memories, experience, conditioning, etc. When you close your eyes and you think about yourself five years from now, and that person has the life that you want and they're doing the thing you want to do, who are they? Who are they being? How are they acting? And what are they wearing? And how far is that away from what you're wearing today? If the answer is they're wearing something completely different to what I actually wear on my day to day, you know where a change has to happen, right? You need to go and wear the thing to be that person. So do that. And remember to ask yourself, what would six-year-old me do? And what would 90-year-old me say to me? Sometimes this can be a really powerful visualization exercise or a journaling exercise. Like I said, just put it all on the canvas. This is your one big life. And if you are called to do something, there is a reason for it. I promise you. And now the thing that I am being called to do is to vacuum up bone fragments that are all over my lovely new carpet because I have a Labrador. (laughs) Until next time, bye-bye.